Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome once again to Tales from 2AM. And this is a tired Tales from 2AM because I got to tell you, no, I was not partying like crazy. Old man bad just realized when he woke up that it was an hour later than it was supposed to be. What does that mean? Yes, this time spring ahead kicked my butt because I didn't realize it. In fact, my wife didn't tell me and <laughs> I had no clue. So you can see where my head is right now. It's in the Steel City. It's in Pittsburgh, even though I'm here in Maryland. And it's all about the Steelers. So, hey, welcome, friends. I know, if especially if you are on the West Coast, if you are anywhere else, it's really early for you today because I know it's it's like the weather. We talk about, oh, it's 30 degrees outside, but it feels like 10. You know, I mean, even though we had a good week this week, weather-wise, here in Maryland, I got to tell you, I this is right now, it's 9 a.m. on the East Coast, but it feels like not only 8, because that's really what it is because of the time change, but it actually feels earlier to me. So I'm a little tired, but that's okay. The Steelers wake me up. And the live chat wakes me up as well. It's great to hear from you. No co-host today, but uh, if anybody from BTSC land out there, any of our contributors at Behind the Steel Curtain wants to jump in, hey, you know what? Door is always open. Love to have you here. So here's the thing. Free agency is starting. The tampering period starts tomorrow. Sure, there's been tampering all along, like Jeff Hartman likes to say. I get that. But... The free agency period is starting then on Wednesday, St. Patrick's Day. Wow, I tell you what, that's when it all happens. And this is going to be one of the craziest free agent years I have ever seen. You've ever seen, maybe, as well. I remember 1993 being crazy because it was the first real unrestricted free agency. That's when Reggie White got all his money. That's where the Steelers uh, ponied up some money. Really ended up not being a lot at the time. Well, at the time it was, but in essence, they got a future Hall of Famer, and he is in the Hall of Fame, and we'll be talking about that as one of the greatest free agent signings of all time. <clears throat> but I would be remiss if I did not go ahead and talk about the free agent acquisition over the weekend. It's not a true free agent acquisition because he was cut by the team. They did not have to wait. The Cincinnati Bengals let B.J. Finney go, and B.J. Finney is back with the Steelers. Now, I got so many tweets, I got so many messages about my reaction to B.J. Finney coming back because I have an interest in B.J. Finney coming back, not because of just playing and possibly being the starting center for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I own a pair of B.J. Finney's game-used pants, as you know. So the pants are going to be back in circulation this year. They absolutely do not fit. You know what? I talked to Zach Banner about this when we interviewed him last year. And I said, you know what? Why are lineman pants, why are pants so small? He goes, well, it's not that they're that small. It's you bought a pair of B.J. Finney pants. And I bought them from the Steelers, from the Steelers store. Um in Chantilly, Virginia, when they were traveling for the uh, Football Showcase of America, the Collector's Showcase of America. And so <clears throat> what I uh, what I said to him, 
I said, what do you mean? He's so small. He's like, he's got the smallest legs and waist he's ever seen. He said, he's huge up top, but look at the size of the pants. And I, I figured I was buying a 300 plus pound lineman's pants that they were going to fit a guy like me who's on the bigger end. But I went and looked at the pants and they were size 38. So BJ and his size 38s are coming back. I hope when uh, everything opens up again that I can go ahead and buy a bigger pair of pants because I kind of look vulgar in these. Uh, my wife took one look at me in these pants and said, oh, no, no, not allowed to wear those in public. <clears throat> of course, I wore them in public. I uh, wore them to a game, actually. And I actually wore them when the kick heard around the world happened when Dave Schofield went for his field goals and Jeff, Dave, and I, we were out together in a a local park kicking field goals. And here I am wearing the fitty pants as well. So um, a lot of people in BTSC land, I'm synonymous with BJ Finney just because of his pants. Poor BJ doesn't know that uh, he has this connection with me, but I'd love to have him on the show sometimes just to talk about the pants. And I've got to find a way to get a bigger pair. But we're not talking about pants. We are talking about the perfect piece of a puzzle. And I want to talk about this. With free agency coming coming up, what does the perfect piece of the puzzle mean? The Steelers have a history of getting that perfect piece of the puzzle. Back in 2009, the Washington football team, they were formerly known as the Redskins and the Redskins made a huge free agent signing. And I was working in the DC area and I was listening to the radio, did not have BTSC at the time, did not have satellite radio where I could listen to, uh, listen to Pittsburgh radio, stuff like that. So what happened? I'm listening and they got the prize. Who was the prized free agent at the time? Albert Hainsworth. So Albert Hainsworth went for a lot of money and Washington fans were actually upset and it turned out to be a horrendous signing. He didn't last long there. He took his money, didn't last long, went to New England and ended up getting cut there because he couldn't uh, pass the fitness tests and he bad attitude just wasn't a good sign. And this caller came on and the caller said, why can't this, the Redskins sign players like the Patriots or the Pittsburgh Steelers and find that perfect piece of the puzzle? And I've always kept that with me because when you look back at Pittsburgh Steelers free agent signings over the years, you think of them picking up guys that aren't sexy, aren't flashy. They're not big names that you're you're sending out on a billboard saying, yeah, hey, we got, we got this guy. You're not, you're not going to put BJ Finney's names up in lights, but BJ Finney is probably going to start for your team. And he's probably going to do pretty well for the team. Being the fact that he knows the system, he's played in the system, even though the coaching has changed on the uh, offensive side of the ball, you can trust that you'll get decent play out of him. And he's not JC Hassenauer. And that's not a rip on J.C. Hassenhauer. That's just B.J. Finney is more ready. This does not mean that they're going to stop 
looking for the center of the future. It's not does not mean that BJ Finney's the next 10-year Steelers center. If he is, that'd be amazing. But what I'm saying is we're not stopping, but this is a piece of the puzzle that fits right now for the Steelers. And they have a history of doing that. If you look back in time at some of the greatest free agent signings for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they've all been great pieces of the puzzle and they worked. Let me tell you this. We're going to go over some of the great ones, some of the great free agent signings. I do want to, I'm going to exclude some names here. And I know people are going to throw this in on the live chat that I have to bring these up because these are free agents. I'm not talking about undrafted free agents. I'm not including Donnie Shell, who's a Hall of Famer. I'm not including Debo James Harrison, who is uh, definitely going to be in the conversation for Hall of Fame, whether he makes it or not. I'm not discussing that here. But what I'm saying is you've got great Pittsburgh Steelers. But Harrison, we're not counting him because he didn't go through, we're not, he didn't go through the free agent period. I'm talking about guys that you free agent free agency opens and you're looking for those players, not undrafted guys, not guys that were re-signed. Um, like Harrison, you know, Harrison was he retired, then they came back middle of the season, they they brought him back in. I'm talking about guys that you're going through this period. And the 1993 period was the start of unrestricted free agency. We talked about that before. Before that. There was something called Plan B free agency, too. It was, I can't really tell you the roles of Plan B free agency, but it was before the whole unrestricted thing. The late 80s, 88, 89, I remember they signed a guy in 89 that nobody knew who, who he was. He was a tight end, played very well for this team. His name was Mike Malarkey. He's on my list. I loved Mike Malarkey. I thought he was a great player. When they brought him in, they didn't have very good play at the tight end position. In fact, they were going years without a good tight end. In fact, they were going through guys like Daryl Nelson, starting on the team, Preston Gothard, guys like that, Chris Kolejewski. Those were the those were the players at tight end that they they played fairly well. They started for the, this team. But they weren't what the Steelers needed. They needed an upgrade. I was watching a game, and the, it was 1984. And I, we, I was just researching this for the, the uh, retro show, and I just watched it the other day. And they were playing the San Diego Chargers. Yes, they were in San Diego at the time. And what happened, they had a, they had a graphic, and this was around the 30th of November. It was it was the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And they had a graphic that the Steelers had far less catches from their tight ends than the San Diego Chargers. In fact, the San Diego Chargers had about 107 going into that game. The Steelers going into that game had nine. And they celebrated the fact that Daryl Nelson, who I just mentioned before, caught a ball to go down to the two-yard line, and that was the 10th the 10th reception. So they were averaging about one a game at that point. It was actually, it, it was inconceivable. So 
they went out and they got a guy like Mike Malarkey. The next year, they drafted. He was a bridge, but he played well for a number of years, but they drafted Eric Green on the first round. And they actually were in a situation they traded down. They traded out of the number 16 pick to go to number 20. I know a lot of people were going to be upset that I bring that up because that was the pick they traded with the Cowboys and the Cowboys were able to get Emmett Smith. I will go on a little sidebar here and say Steelers were not picking up Emmett Smith because in the 1989 draft with the seventh overall pick, they picked Tim Worley. He had a very good rookie season. He flamed out after that but he had a very good rookie season. So they weren't really going for Emmett Smith. So they, they started solidifying their tight ends there, but that free agent pickup of Mike Malarkey was absolutely fantastic. He was not a huge headline for the Steelers for any paper. Pittsburgh papers weren't going crazy that they picked up Mike Malarkey. Mike Malarkey was a very good signing. Dallas Quinley brings up the fact that Jesse James is a free agent. You know what? I would love for them to pick up Jesse James. And yes, Jesse James caught that ball. But the reason I'm saying I'd love for them to pick up Jesse James, that's kind of a very inexpensive puzzle piece that will work for the Steelers right now. And the reason it will work right now, they have the pass catcher and Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron is not the guy that's going to block as much. Now, I realize that in Matt Canada's scheme, you might not be using blocking tight ends as much. However, I would love to have a guy like Jesse James who is going to primarily block. Remember when he first came in here, he wasn't known as a blocker. He became known more as a blocker because he honed his craft. He worked very hard at it. He went and made huge money in Detroit. And now he has an opportunity to come back. If you get an opportunity to sign him on the cheap, that's your second tight end. And it's probably worth about two touchdowns. Even though most of the balls are going to go the way of Eric Ebron, that would be a good signing. You know, that now people will say, no, I don't want to sign him. I don't why sign these old players. This is 2021. It is going to be really weird. You're going to see some old players signed. You are going to see those lower tier tier free agents signed before you see some of those mid-level and high level. The high-level ones are going to go, trust me. But the money's going to be weird. That salary cap came in 182.5. John, De I hope I'm I'm pronouncing this right. John DeVry asked, how much money do we have to spend? If you get a chance to check out Dave Schofield on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com on the editorial side, he kind of, uh, he kind of puts that out there. And they have about right now depends where you look but they have about a little under six and a half million under the cap but remember you've got to sign free agents excuse me you have to sign um number 52 and number 53 on your roster with that money you have to go ahead and sign your practice squad the undrafted free agents so that is not a lot of money to spend will they start restructuring Dave Schofield put a meme out on Twitter yesterday, a picture of Oprah, going, you get an extension, you get an extension, you get an extension. And so that's the possibility. Neil Skinner says, peanuts to spend unless we cut high salary guys. Unless you got Oprah on everybody and 
everybody gets an extension. I'm not saying that's what they should do. I'm saying that's a possibility too. You might be seeing the return of the can, the can getting kicked down the road, and that's definitely what can be happening this weekend. That's, you know, that's very conceivable. You know, you have guys like Steven Nelson. You have guys like Stefan Tuitt, guys that can be extended. Hayden, they, they could do an extension. They just did one with Ben. There could be those phantom years in there. There could be. It, it just depends. David DeCastro. Now, I'm mentioning these guys, and somebody's going to come out and say, well, they should just get rid of them altogether. Well, you know, it's just not as simple as that. It's... It's really tough when you're just trying to go ahead and put a roster out and have players. And not just players, players that can compete, players that could fit that piece of the puzzle. So that's what I'm talking about there. So the Steelers, it looks like they're under the cap, and they are, but in essence, they pro- they probably need to find a whole lot more money than just that six just to operate, and that's before you sign these guys. So, Aaron Jones would be fantastic. I'd love for them to sign Aaron Jones. That's going to be really hard to do. It's going to be really hard to keep a guy like Juju, a guy like Bud Dupree. It's really going to be tough. But, and they're not going to. Most likely, you're saying goodbye. I'm wearing a Juju jersey today. I'm wearing a 19. Because it's probably the last time I'll be able to go ahead and wear them. That's why Dave Schofield was wearing the 19 hat the other day, and he's wearing it as much as he can until he's gone. Man, I'm going to lose a lot of jerseys. I'm going to lose my Bud Dupree jersey, losing my James Conner jersey, my big Al Villanueva jersey, my Juju jersey. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's going to be tough, but that's okay. Uh, I think I'm going to go towards more classic guys. I'm just going to break out my Bradshaw and my Greenwood jerseys, and I think I might just do that. But with that being said, I still have the Finney pants and the Finney pants are back. Like we talked about at the beginning, that's really good news. But when we're talking about pieces of the puzzle, I feel like Alan Iverson, we're talking about the puzzle, the puzzle. It's the puzzle. And yeah, the puzzle's important. And the Steelers have had a great history of filling in where they need, need to fill in and make the team better by not being flashy. Let me give you one guy, one guy that really fit. And when they signed this guy, I was like, who in the blue heck is this guy? I have never heard of this guy. He's been with two other NFL teams and we're signing him to a free agent contract. We just won the Super Bowl and this is going to be our safety. We're going to talk about that guy. And we're going to talk about other pieces of the puzzle when we get back on Tales from 2 a.m., Pants, and the perfect piece of the puzzle. If you are on Facebook or watching us on YouTube, just go ahead, stick around. I'm going to take a big stretch. And then I will be back to talk to you. If you are checking us out on any of our podcast platforms, you know, whether it be Stitcher, whether it be Spotify, it could be iTunes, it could be Google Play, whatever you listen to us on. If you download a favorite podcast and it's on a platform, 
you type in BTSC radio, it's got to be there. So all you have to do is go on over to number two, and we will be right back after this.